Grant, you are the magna cum laude, food plot expert of the world. And, uh, you know, for many food plotters, the only plot that they're thinking about right now is the one that they're hunting turkeys over. But there is a lot more that can be done. Uh, and, you know, for a number of people, they've heard this word chufa. And are there any suggestions you might uh, give to somebody uh, about uh, spring or, or early summer planning of chufa? What would you say? You know, chufa. Yeah, chufas can certainly be a magnet to turkeys. Goodness, when you've got a good chufa pot working, you kind of like a good crappie hoe. You may not want to tell your buddies about it. It's so good. Um, and, and chufas are a little misleading. Uh, I get some calls. You probably do too. Boy, I want a turkey hunt this spring. I'm going to plant chufas. Well, you actually plant them the previous year, as you mentioned, maybe May or June, depending on where you are. You want to pick a good location. Chufa is kind of like a little bit of a sandy or well-drained soil, not a really hard-packed clay. And and plan ahead. It takes a little planning, as you know, Rob, to have a great chufa patch. Yeah. Well, chufa, you know, is is one that we just mentioned planted for turkeys. But waterfowlers can also uh, plant that. I know, like South Carolina Waterfowl Association, they, they plant a lot of chufa and then cover it with water. You know, it's amazing to me how a turkey or a duck can actually find that chufa. You know, how do they know where to scratch? Can, did, did you ever think about how refined their sense of smell must be? You know, it's incredible. And I think also the sense of memory, a lot of the more successful chufa patches I've been around have, have been in chufas year after year after year, maybe alternate one year and then a legume year and then back to chufa something like that but mm-hmm. i think critters really learn what a dinner bell is and and they associate that area with something good obviously yeah you know and i found that in new ground chufa does extremely well and it can volunteer back uh, uh there's some people that are saying okay what the heck is chufa would you explain yeah you know <laughs> yeah when we most of us, we think about food plots, we're thinking about forage going on top of the ground or grain, maybe corn or milo or something like that. But chufa is different. It's in the sedge family. It produces a tuber or a nut. I like to call them nuts under the ground. Hey, they're tasty for humans uh, under the ground. And it just looks almost like a grass on top. So it's under the ground. And you would plant them again in May or June, kind of the latter part of spring, depending on where you live. And, and and you're going to want to get it weed-free to start with. It's a little tougher to control weeds and chufa than some other crops. So you want it weed-free, and you want those chufas covered with dirt, whether you're broadcasting or, or no-tilling. You want to find a way to get them covered a little bit. I typically like to plant about 35 pounds per acre, maybe a little more if I'm broadcasting because not all the seeds will be covered appropriately if I broadcast. Yeah, And a lot of people use uh, like Prow or Teflon, a couple of different herbicides that will are called pre-emergent. They take the weed seeds out before you plant the next crop. Because again, it's a little tough to control weeds and chufa. But if you get it up and you got some grasses moving in, there's some safe herbicides like Post Plus or Fusillade that will not hurt the chufa, but will take the competitive grasses out. Yeah. And some people use 2,4-D-B, make sure you got the B as in boy on there, to take broadleaves out. Uh, mm-hmm. it, hopefully you don't have a weed issue, but if you do, you may want to use a little bit of that. Yeah. And then you're going to leave them through the winter to brown up, you know, and you're leaving. And you're thinking, oh, my gosh, this is any good. But 
somehow, as you know, the magic in the spring for turkeys, they figure out there's a candy down there, these nutlets, and folks are not just sweets. I mean, I know NASA has done some research on chufa being one of the perfect foods for astronauts because they include all the trace minerals, almost all the trace minerals a human body needs. They're kind of called a superfood, actually. Wow. I but, and they're superfood to turkeys, Rob. I'm sure you've watched those old toms just come oh, right to a chufa patch. You, you bet. Well, when I was at the Federation, and, and of course, they still continue to sell chufa, and we actually brought some over from Spain because we couldn't find suppliers large enough here in, in the country. And interestingly enough, uh, in Spain, they don't plant it in food plots. They plant it to make a drink called horchata. It's almost like a milkshake. Mm-hmm. And, uh, mm-hmm. you know, humans consume it. And it does have sort of a nice taste to it. And, uh, you know, you were talking about broadcasting or no-tilling it. You know, one thing I have found is that raccoons love chufa as well. And when you drill mm-hmm. it in a row... A coon can go right down that row and dig him out, and when you broadcast it, it sort of confuses him, and they'll dig certainly their share out of there, but uh, they don't get, I don't think, nearly as much as, as when you drill it. But uh, nonetheless, uh, you know, it's, it's an interesting plant to make, and uh, I know it's not used really in the north like it is in the south, but... Uh, you know, again, I, I know waterfowlers that are planting that and have had just tremendous, tremendous luck with that. Grant, thanks so much for your time. Be safe. Be healthy. Thanks for your conservation leadership and all that you do to conserve our great outdoors.